Coming up, Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon is now officially open at Universal Studios Florida. I ate a lot of food from Volcano Bay, and I have a lot of opinions about it. And plus, we're going to talk about a new patent that was found that could hint towards what could be coming with either Mario Kart and Super Nintendo World, maybe Fast and the Furious, Supercharged. Who knows? It could be a number of things. So from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. Episode 123 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host as always, Mr. Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello. I wasn't sure if you were, it was going to be a Ms. Chenandler Bong no, situation. No, I just, for any of the people listening out there, I don't want to uh, get you confused about our gender, so that's why I am adding in. <laughs> I, I do sound like my mother, so it's okay. You do. Uh, yeah. Depending on what you're talking about, you could either <laughs> sound like a six-year-old girl or a thirty. Well, sorry, a twenty-two-year-old man. Yeah, I was like, "Don't you dare!" No, I forgot. Uh, when you're doing video work or audio, you always take off ten years. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, camera adds 10. It, it's something like that. But welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Uh, uh, we've got a big one for you. Um, lots of stuff happened last week. I don't want to say that a lot of stuff has happened this week so far because, well, it's only the start of this week, this Monday. <laughs> I'm not sad it's Monday, but hey, everyone's working towards the weekend. Whatever that means. Oh, God, I don't have a follow-up. Sorry. Yeah, nope. I was trying to think of a tune to sing you. Nope. It's, it's a shame that that's not a song in itself. Right? I, I don't know that song very well <laughs> enough to, to give it, you some lyrics. It, that That's fine. We all know the chorus, at least. So... <laughs> I don't. I don't know it. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. We don't have to. We can instead just quit the awkward banter, and we can actually talk about what we came here to talk about and that is universal orlando yes yes so um yes. Yeah. yes okay well before we get started on our normal coverage of everything we're going to talk about this episode uh you might have heard in that intro that happened so so long ago that i mentioned the word patent mm. not patent oswald no not patent oswald i mentioned a patent so uh the Orlando Business Journal, uh, as they usually do, had a, uh, a another discovery on the U.S. Patent Office. Um, I, I wish it was my job to just sit around and every day go and check to see if Universal posted more patents. I all I'm thinking about now is the Universal, uh, the the Orlando Business Journal needs to have some sort of catchy phrase like phrase like it's our business to know your business. I don't know. Something. Yeah. I'm sorry. That, I thought that was the job you were then going to say you wanted to be the catchphrase guy, but 
that's me. I'm the catchphrase guy. You're the you're the patent guy. It's like we've we've patented finding patents. <laughs> the patent and patent clerk. Exactly. So um, it's actually very simple to do this. Anyone could go online and find these patents at home if you have the time. Um, I guess it's because we're not really investigative reporters that we don't go in and go into this deep of research with this stuff. But uh, it's all very fascinating. It can get you into a wormhole of just endless patent limits uh looking at what's happening with universal what's happening with disney uh but we're going to stick with this one uh the new patent that the orlando business journal uh stumbled upon to was dubbed the amusement park ride tunnel yeah Mm, it's i'm looking at this photo it not only sounds exciting it looks exciting Yes, I said in the least excited voice I could. <laughs> yes, and so uh, of course, right now we are showing you an image of the uh, tunnel patent that uh, is what this whole thing is based on. And uh, for those who are listening to this, I will do my best to describe it. Right I know now. what this is for. Now, okay, I know what the rumor is what it's for, yeah. but now looking at it, I bet I know what this is for. I- I have a better feeling about it, too. But uh, so for everyone listening, let me just go back and describe uh, what the picture looks like. It is of a car driving into what appears to be a tunnel, a tube system. And uh, there are cameras pointed at it because basically what is going to happen with this uh, this tunnel, it's going to be a ride system that includes a tunnel, a vehicle ride path in the tunnel, and a projection system, system, a system. to project images onto one or more walls of the tunnel. So basically, you go into a tunnel, and you're going to see more projections, which is pretty standard universal. I mean, essentially, this is the, the tour, the tram tour. The portion of the tram tour with, like, Kong and Fast and the Furious in Hollywood, yeah? Yeah, so that's that's kind of how I see it. So um, there, that's where we can start taking this uh, multiple different types of ways. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the things that they brought up in there and that's always going to gain traction, so it makes perfect sense why they, they did want to bring it up. Uh, but Orlando Business Journal mentioned the fact that it could be used in, uh, you know, as a warp tunnel for uh, Mario Kart, the, that type of attraction, which I understand because based on the diagrams, it does... It looks look, like that. Yeah, it, it absolutely... It's got the lip. It's got the, the tunnel lip. Yeah. But, but, I mean... Let's think about it. Where is Fast and the Furious being built? And, you know, what was the building like before? And if, if the building is anything similar to how Earthquake functioned, there's a tunnel in there, too, is there not? Yeah, but that's all been completely ripped apart and destroyed. Okay. Um, so we can't think of it in this way as, uh, well, let's look at what what disaster and Earthquake were before, and now they have to somehow fit fast and furious into that mold but let's let's look at the details of fast and furious supercharged right now we don't really have anything except we know that fast and furious supercharged is the last segment on the universal studios hollywood studio tram tour and it is a giant giant warehouse Mm -hmm. and the tram at the end of it will drive into it and actually during different portions it's kind of you're boxed in each individual tram has their own little room 
and you are kind of encapsulated in. You can see into the next room in front of you, behind you, uh, if you look hard enough. But you're you're this in is not this, how I experienced it. You uh, did sorry. the VIP tour. Yeah, so I was on the, the literally the one size tram. Yeah. So this is interesting to me. Yeah, so um, but it's like a very it's a very immersive experience because it feels just like your tram seeing this, even though all the trams on the tour are actually seeing the same thing. And it just keeps moving into different, uh, I believe it's three different segments. The first one is, well, you're in the warehouse in the first part. Yeah. You're in the warehouse with uh, a party happened. Yeah. The party. And then do you just move into the next main one after that? I felt like there was one more. It doesn't matter. We're getting into too far into the details in there. I am, not Rhino. No. Uh, I don't but, remember it as well as you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I have a video of it somewhere, though. I've, I've done it twice. So I did it once with Kylie during my honeymoon, and then uh, when my dad and I were there last June. That was the last time I got to Rick experience loved it, didn't it. he? Uh, he loved the tram tour. He thought it was a nice, <laughs> enjoyable time. I don't believe he made comments on Fast and Furious Supercharged. <laughs> As part of the tram tour. Uh, but yeah, so basically, yeah, the warehouse just houses this giant tunnel system where uh, on both sides of the tram, you will be seeing stuff. And then you move into the main showroom. And that's where uh, the the big chase actually happens. And um, when you're doing when you're in this chase, it actually feels like your tram is moving uh, extremely quickly. Uh, it feels like you are racing right alongside. And uh, so it makes sense in this system. Uh, a lot of the stuff that can be done with the tunnels, with the projectors and projections and stuff, uh, it's it's to make you feel like you're going very fast without uh, – with kind of tricking your mind with this technology. My big question is for this patent specifically – I, I and this is my ignorance on it, I guess. But how long once you file the patent does it actually take to turn around into the attraction? Because I feel like this is something before they started building this attraction, they would have filed this patent. Well, does it have a file date on it? Did um, they did they include a file date in the article, or did they just find another patent that had been filed? Because if it because if it had been filed, they don't. Because if they don't know the date, then this could have potentially been filed like two years ago. We don't know. I'll, I'll be honest. I did not. Um, they don't have it listed in the article. But when you do look up the patent, it does tell you the file date. Okay. I just didn't yet. Um, okay. Because if this was filed since that building has been constructed, obviously this isn't for that because they already knew what they were doing because they built a whole nother extension onto the building so obviously they already had a ride system in place you wouldn't start construction on something and then invent what you need to go in that thing well thanks to the magic of post-production and us not doing this live i was able to stop and actually search for this patent finally myself and uh it took me a while to find because first i went to the u.s patent office as i always do and nothing was coming up uh usually you can search the keyword universal city um, because that is who files the patent. It's Universal City uh, Studios out in California. Uh, and from there, everything pops up. And when I searched that, there was nothing here. So then I had to go back to uh, ground one and go straight to Google ground and just zero. type in amusement park ride tunnel, which was what they said it was described. And the world patent 
office ended up pulling it up. The or sorry, the World Intellectual Property Organization was able to bring it up and find it. So I guess maybe it, this wasn't just filed in the U.S. This was filed internationally. And that's why it was harder to find uh, for me. Well, I guess simpler, actually, if I would have just put in the keyword right away. <laughs> but the interesting part of this is it says that although it wasn't published until April 6, 2017, this was actually filed all the way back on September 21st of 2016. Sorry, I said April 6, 2017 is when it was published. It was filed on April. September 21st, 2016. So uh, we're talking over six months ago mm-hmm. that this has been filed. Uh, so because it's done internationally, I guess in my head for that, I would think, okay, well, maybe that's a stronger case for Mario Kart because you know they might have to file an international patent to be able to get this work done in Japan. Yeah. And uh, so they've been – that's going to open before the other Super Nintendo worlds out there. So they need to get it done there first. So maybe that falls in line with their timeline. And Fast and Furious Supercharged was already open in Hollywood at that point. Uh, but, I mean, maybe – I really don't know. I really, really don't know. Well, that's the fun of speculating. Yeah. So um, – Regardless, it doesn't seem like anything that's like too out of the ordinary. So when I first read this, the first thing I initially thought of is in the season Nemo with friends, uh, just because we recently did it, mm. when your clamshell is moving in the one tunnel where Crush and Squirt and Nemo and they're all moving and they use projections on the wall and it starts to really speed up and it makes you like makes you feel like you're flowing really quickly through the EAC. And so, and then even with Fast and Furious Supercharged, it seems like this technology is something that's just, it's been around. It's not anything like groundbreaking, earth shattering. So, yeah. Maybe it's just new to the international parks. And maybe that's why it is an international patent or something. I don't it could, know. yeah, it, it could be. But, um, you know, it's, I, I do see why people really believe that it's going to be something uh, done for, for Mario Kart, because parts of it went into, too, that, you know, the ride track, uh, you know, it's with the tunnel system and everything. It, it's not just like drive into a tunnel and you go. There's actually the, the ride track has the ability to move, uh, be altered with it, too, to, to make different effects uh, go off. And so I, it, it's really tough. But, um, you know, I, I think the one thing is that we should except at this point which clearly some people out there haven't yet there's no doubt that there's going to be a mario kart attraction oh yeah of course um we don't need new patents to come out to make it seem like it's more or less going to happen it is already it's said and done there will be a mario kart ride no questions asked the question is what will they use technologically to make it the coolest ride ever and, and that's the question know, yeah we just don't know yet who yeah. knows and so but but it is happening we don't need more patents revealed patents show off this it's happening and we just have to accept it, it at this point and move on exactly um but one uh, that'll kind of tie us into the next topic that we'll go into which is the grand opening of race through new york starring jimmy fallon and uh oh yeah how'd that um, tie in 
It was. I'll tell you how it ties in, because we're talking about literally tunnels that will have video projections on them. We hear it all the time. Are there too many screen rides at Universal? This, that, and the other. Um, we finally got the answer uh, via Theme Park Insider. Uh, Robert Niles asked uh, asked Jason Sorrell, who was the uh, the lead story person in Universal Creative on Race Through New York, starring Jimmy Fallon. Uh, he flat out asked him, "Was uh, you know, is there too many screens, or is Universal just using too many screens anymore? Is it screen overkill?" And do you know what the answer was? No, I don't oh, know the no. answer, but I also think it was no. <laughs> no, the well, the answer was no. They're not. Um, it's actually very similar to what we've said in the past before. It's you know, in for Race Through New York, starring Jimmy Fallon. They wanted to do this ride. They wanted to come up with the idea for it. There just was no other way to make it a reality without using a screen-based simulator. Yeah, I mean, how else are you going to um, send an audience to the moon? Ex- <laughs> or underwater. Yeah. Anywhere. Uh, yeah, so... Or smell pizza! Or smell pizza. That's that's 4D for you. <laughs> um, yeah, there's as long as they're creating rides that are doing these unimaginable feats that just can't be done practically in any way. The only real way to do it is is screens. I just hope so. they stay more on the Spider-Man side of it, or even even Forbidden Journey. Yeah. Those two are prime examples of how you beautifully integrate screens into a physical world. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt with Fallon. Fallon is your classic... I will, I will almost say a mall simulator. Oh, no. I, you might have you had these, because you're from the North, too, but... Do you know what mom is? No. Um, it's, it's so Jordan's Furniture. Um, have you heard of that chain of furniture stores? Mm-hmm. It's a very, very big in Massachusetts, but um, and maybe New Hampshire. But um, they're these like furniture shopping was a different experience where I was from, and it was a massive like they'd be like a warehouse. Yeah, and you go in and. It's not just furniture. It's where all the IMAX screens were, too. So when there was only 60 in the United States or whatever it was, most of those were from Jordan's Furniture. They were the ones who had started to really make it, like, out of a, out of the science museums and into the casual person's hands. And so you'd go – there would be, like, trapeze artists, jelly belly giant sculptures, whatever, all this weird – weird stuff yeah while you're looking for furniture stores um and some of them had some of them had the imax screens the other one had moms which was this like motion simulator room that is exactly like what jimmy fallon essentially is it was this movie theater type scenario where the seats move and shake you around and look at the screen and stuff like that exactly so um you know it's jimmy fallon is that it's you're sitting in front of a giant imax screen on a in a shared theater uh with everyone else and you know it's it is one way of doing it i more or less prefer the star tours method uh which i would almost base more on like a classic simulator now i like being completely immersed in the environment yes the screen is not massive it doesn't make you feel like you're in this world but you are literally only shuttle feel yeah yeah i i like that they are saying okay Instead of having to create this giant world to put you in, we are going to to show you. Let's um, bring you to that world. Yeah, it, it's very it's very yeah. classic Disney uh, sense with the Omni Movers. The Omni Movers are developed so you can't see 360 degrees around. So that way you see straightforward what Disney wants you to see. 
And I, I like that style of it. This one, you know, th- this style does feel cheap-ish to me because it's like, okay, it's just we're watching a movie and it's shaking as, uh, you know, it's, you're sitting in a movie with 3D as Blake Shelton so eloquently put it. Did you watch that? No. What are you talking about? Jimmy Fallon took Blake Shelton on a tour of Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon. And he, I mean, yes, yeah, so it, it was in a good fun and joking, but he basically just ripped it apart. Oh, my as, God. I have to watch this oh, video. I don't know how you missed it. It was so hilarious. Did he do it on his show, obviously? Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. It was, on, uh, <laughs> it was on night two of the show. And, you know, he just had all these little quips like, you know, I, I just don't know how you did it. You, you recreated this office building and you know you made it so exciting like just <laughs> laying on the sarcasm with it and they're sitting like I can, how do you there's roller coasters all around and look what they give you they give you a movie theater with 3d like it, <laughs> i love that he's kicking him down a couple notches oh yeah no it was it, it was really funny we will watch this right after no oh, one yes. else gets to join in with it with us but um yeah it's uh you know screens they are there Universal acknowledges it, but while the attractions are coming up with, uh, while they can only be done via screens, that's how it is going to be done. So we are just going to have to accept it. But let's go into the grand opening now of Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon. And uh, so we're going to kick this one off actually by showing you uh, a little bit of a video of the grand opening of it. Um, that I saw while I was there, and the only reason I'm going to play it is because I'm pretty sure Rhino has no idea what happened, mm-hmm. and so I need to catch him up to speed on that. So, uh, for Hit those it, of you, Sandra Bullock, <laughs> for those of you listening to this, you can find it at YouTube.com/slash WDW Info. And for everyone watching, here's a look at that grand opening moment. Okay, so that was a look at the actual grand opening moment of Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon. A lot of fun, a lot of excitement. They opened up the park a little bit extra early, so that way uh, guests could get in and get a very far away glimpse at everything that was happening. Um, because they were basically all down all the way by the Macy's building. And uh, then you just had to be more and more important as the line went down to uh, get a closer spot of all the festivities. Um it was actually a very strange event. Like, you know, people want to know about the grand opening, how it went, all that. Well, uh, during the day that we had to, like, tour around the building and see everything, nothing really happened uh, that we haven't talked about before. So uh, during that part, they gave us time to go in and uh, check out the Ragtime Giles. I got, I did get to see the other uh, show um, where they perform uh, boy band hits and then do the history of rap. So our show that we saw them do included the lip sync battle and and um, um, they were just singing. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were just singing other songs at the beginning. But yeah, they did. They did a boy band medley and history of rap. I much preferred that show um, to the one that we saw the first time that we went in there. And uh, so it's cool to see that. And uh, the best part, though. I, one of the ragtime gals, I kept looking at him, and he, he was the he had the lowest register. And so I just kept looking at him over and over again. I'm like, where do I know this person? Where do I know it? And then I went back and looked at a video. He's also a Dapper Dan. 
Oh, and really? I had, the last time I recorded the Dapper Dance, I had video of him singing. Oh, so, that's funny. So they at least they sourced some of the best talent that they could find in Orlando to to get it done. But yeah, yeah so uh, didn't really learn anything new about the ride to uh, tell you all before. The, the only thing we really did learn is that Universal itself still doesn't have really that big of a grip on uh, what the virtual line system is. Because they had someone from Universal Creative come out and try to talk to us about it. And like, oh, well, virtual line, everything's different. And so now you come into this building and you wait here. And and then basically after it was all said and done, then the PR person had to come up and say, well, no, actually virtual line is everything <gasps> before you get inside the building. Once you're in the building, it is technically the queue, not a virtual line. So we're just changing how you queue and making it a big wide open area instead of instead of just your standard line. So um yeah, they're they're all in though. And that's kind of what I wa- why I wanted to talk about the grand opening of that. Not so much that that it happened, which it, it was cool. It was great that the roots were there. The guy who plays Gary, uh hashtag the panda was on there. Uh, Higgins was on there. So it, it was very cool. I thought the speech was moving. It was awesome seeing Jimmy dancing with his daughter on stage uh, for the Today Show. And yeah, I saw Carson Daly too. <gasps> Why didn't you tell me this? Did he have his nail polish on? I could not see. He was very far away. Oh. He did not come Why anywhere is he there. Near us. Is he a correspondent? The Today Show, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Today Show. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a correspondent for the Today Show. Um, they're one of their entertainment ones. He's like the one that they keep on payroll just because they feel bad at this point. I believe <laughs> you know they, still waiting for TRL to come back. Yeah, they they wish they could pull like a Ryan Seacrest, but they'll settle for a Carson Daly. Um, <laughs> the poor man's Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> there you go. That should be on his business card. Uh, the next one that he gets printed up. But uh, yeah, so it wasn't anything major with that. The big thing to announce was the cluster that happened. After the ride officially grand opened, because uh, unlike Kong, which um, unre- unlike Kong, which uh, when it opened, they weren't allowing express. They were just kind of doing everyone goes in the line. This they did allow express. Um, Interesting. Now, I, I don't I didn't know that was going to be an option with it with the new type of. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's and that's a, during tests. It was all virtual line. You had to do the virtual line system in order to ride. But uh, they did build the other lines too. I think we mentioned it on a show. They have an express line. They have a uh, they have a line for standby, which they may or may not use. And what happens if people don't show up during their time and they can throw in a couple extra people? Then they will do that. Um, and you know, they, they were still testing and adjusting all the way through. So things were changing. Um, I, I know that as with media, we were allowed free express all day and, uh, at Fallon on the grand opening day. I'm not quite sure if it was also regular people there too. I wasn't going around and prodding and asking. Um, but what happened was Due to the virtual line and then people that did have Express that were allowed in, um, which I guess that could have also been like the VIP park executive Mm -hmm. stuff like that using it that day. It just became this backed up mess where in the downstairs museum portion, everyone was like just cattled up waiting to go upstairs. And then once you were upstairs, 
you just couldn't move around. You oh, couldn't. That kind of you defeats the entire purpose. Exactly. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see moving on. That was just on grand opening day. I have not been back since grand opening day That's to really crazy. experience it more. Yeah, how many times? What do you want to? How many? Yeah, you gonna go? I don't know I, I, how to say. It's a one-time wonder. Now it, it is, but uh, part of our job is experiencing it over and over again. Seeing, I mean, I'll go on again. Eli hasn't been on it. You know, yeah. you're going to get friends that, for some reason or another, are going to want to do it. I, I will not do it every time I'm in the park. I will do it as much as I can to see how it holds up, to see people's reactions getting off, um, because that's the other thing too. It's I'm not hearing that clapping that excitement getting off and they still haven't perfected the actual loading process uh, of it yet that you might remember us complaining about it uh it's just even worse apparently now that it's grand opening and uh you know i had one friend tell me that she was waiting 10 minutes for them to dispatch the ride once in her in. seat wow yeah. 10 minutes Weesh. yeah so uh it's open <laughs> we can go do it now uh don't know if you can what I'm most excited for is the last portion of what we're going to talk about I'm today. I'm excited to hear about this because I heard you were doing it, but I wanted to wait till the show to hear about it completely and entirely. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, for those of you out there who follow along with our YouTube channel, you may have seen a vlog that I posted um, as well as a blog uh, that talked about the Volcano Bay food because one of the big surprises for us was uh, during the first day of our our little media event that we had, uh, we got to sample a good amount of food from Volcano Bay. Not all of it. Uh, You know, they're they're touting the fact that they're going to have 60 food items at Volcano Bay. So we just got to do a small sampling of it. And uh, Wait, wait, 60 meal items or 60 food? Because I'm like, well, how many food items are at a theme park? That is the tough part. Um, I I never got the clarification. Like, we're going to have popcorn. We're going to have crackers. We're going to have donuts. Exactly. I would include that in. Yeah, okay. And I would probably even include uh, beverages in as well. Specialty mm, beverages. Okay. Not like, like, not like, like saying Coke, Diet Like a margarita. Coke. We're going to have the tropical twist, you know, whatever. Yeah. Making up names. But exactly. Yeah. So, um... Hmm. Got to try a good amount of it. I would say about twenty food items and and me. drinks. But uh, if you want to watch that vlog, you know you can go over there and watch that after this. Before other, if you're listening, you can check that out. I just want to take a couple minutes to talk about the actually good things that I had in the yeah, worst. Tell me the best. Yeah, well, the best. Um, the first amazing thing that I had. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, it was the Hawaiian ribs. Hmm. So I know what you're thinking. Ribs. Been there, done that. Still a classic, but how can these ribs be so good? Well, the the thing about ribs are if they're not overcooked, if they're not too dried out, if there's plenty of meat on the bone, and then you have a nice rub and a perfect sauce to go with it uh, that balances off with that rub, then that is the that is the ideal rib. And my goodness, they found maybe one of the best ribs that okay. I just it was melt in your mouth and I you know I'm very particular about my ribs I can't just get ribs I'm anywhere I'm assuming this is a quick service location I'm assuming they're all quick service locations I can't imagine there's going to be a sit down restaurant at a water park what do you think I, I can't speak genuinely on what the style of the restaurants were it's one of those questions that uh 
you know, while I was running around trying to taste all the food, I never took the time to actually ask anyone who worked there. And um, we all knew the food was coming. They were trying to do this presentation to get us all excited about it, think that we weren't going to eat it. But it was right in our itinerary that we were going to eat it. So everyone was just waiting for that. Uh, the four restaurants that will be there will be the Cahola Reef Restaurant and Social Club, which to me, saying restaurant and social club, that sounds like it's a bar and restaurant. Yeah, so that I believe that will be full service. And remember, they're saying Volcano Bay will be a way to spend your entire day. It's completely immersive. I mean, wraps I, you into it. I think it will be. Full I service. dig it if there was a sit down restaurant because for me it it adds to the for the people maybe like you who don't really like being in the water yeah. as much. Like, but this seems like something like I could lure you there with. Like, oh well, let's go eat and dine and you know and then do a ride and go. You know, or yeah, something that, like that. that's a great point. I may not enjoy going swimming but i may enjoy going to get fat while i'm at <laughs> yes. the water park to keep me from wanting to swim even more so no, that's a great point there's also the uh wakawawari eat ah. uh, <laughs> bam- bamboo and feasting frog so uh it's very possible that uh frog. you know it's mm. going to be that mixture of quick service locations as well as um the full service restaurant again i'm sure some other person actually got the answer out there I just I was in a food coma. Do we know? Because I was running okay, around so I, I'm much. probably j- jumping ahead, but do we know of any collectible tiki like merchandise? No, not yet. Okay, but uh, another thing I really enjoyed there was the mango barbecue pulled pork slider, oh, that was which good. Um, you know it's it's not really hard to make a great pulled pork sandwich. So all you need is, you know, a nice flavorful meat. And, you know, I I do enjoy like a nice mango slaw on top. The sweet balances with the saltiness. uh, And that's exactly what this did. And it was served with a grilled piece of pineapple on it. It, I I literally, I put on your pulled pork. Do not put it on your pizza. Pineapple? You don't like the grilled pineapple on pizza? No. I oh. hate pineapple. Hawaiian pizza. I love I love Hawaiian pizza. I'm with Gordon Ramsay. It has no place on pizza. No, it absolutely does. It is probably my favorite pizza. Good. You and Eli can share pizza together then. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Gary! Sister's my new mother mother. <laughs> is it me or is sister looking a lot hotter? <laughs> <laughs> that came from, but... Another, another thing I had that I really enjoyed was the blackened mahi, Ooh. which was uh, mahi mahi. Uh, I was, you know, I was feeling the up fish to the so challenge. nice. They named it twice. I was feeling up to the challenge. So instead of asking for just the mahi, I figured, why not double the portions? Ask the for mahi the mahi. mahi. <laughs> that's a, I can't remember the exact line from it, but that's a house bunny joke. Oh no! You know? I got it. <laughs> I'm thinking about her standing on the vent right now, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> uh, so this this mahi was served with a bonita mash and black beans. And, you know, it was just a good quality piece of fish. And uh, mahi, unless it's going bad, usually doesn't have that fleshy, fishy flavor to it. This absolutely didn't. Um, and it was seasoned uh, just mahi. perfectly. It had a nice, nice solid sear to it. So, uh, it just, you know, you had to kind of poke through the crisp. But then oh, the I fish just flaked off. And mm-hmm. I, you know... It, as always, I just hope they're able to um, recreate this, replicate it on exactly. a consistent basis. Yeah, exactly. That's my that's my fear of hearing all these things. You but know? like the mahi, I'd expect to get that, and the ribs, I'd expect that to get more at a, a restaurant. I know quick service can do ribs, but then they usually come out terrible, like flame tree barbecue yeah, over like at really Disney. Dry. 
Exactly. I would rather those be at a sit down restaurant so you know you can take the time to to really perfect it. Uh, of course, I had to get in on the sushi game there, and I had the oh, poke, how was poke the sushi? bowl. Ooh, poke bowl. Yeah, um, it was actually really well. They, I don't know what their source for um, for sushi grade tuna is, but. Uh, it was sushi at a water park. Ooh, this is getting exciting. Yeah. No, it was absolutely. It was wonderful. It was. I su- love tossed. Okay, you know what I'm gonna. I, I really like yep. so far too is that you you got a good balance of um. So like the pulled pork is a very filling yep. thing, you know. And the water parks at Disney, they all have stuff like there is a pulled pork sandwich. So yep. Like it's a lot of heavy stuff, but something like sushi or a poke ball or something like that, they're all. They're things that when I have my top off and I'm eating, I won't feel terrible about myself when I'm done eating. And that's the thing. We knew that they were going to have island-inspired food mixed with also theme park fare for those who aren't as adventurous. And, you know, they didn't serve us the theme park fare that we were having there, just the island food. And nothing I would say that I walked away with eat feeling like oh i would feel disgusting eating this at a water and then park. going swimming yeah. yeah if anything i sat there and i was like you know what it's really great that they are taking this food that might even be better that you'd get it some like it, some of it was so good that i would expect that not even at a theme park at all oh, like this is so good okay. i would expect it anywhere Set so far really high. the fact that it's going to be at a water park yeah even better. Um, of course, I had to try the tropical libations because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. some good ones there. There is so they had four. Okay, this is difficult to say. They had three alcohol alcoholic mixed drinks. Uh-huh. Then they had their version of pog, uh, pineapple, orange, guava juice. Okay, and uh, then they had some frozen drinks that they were able to put rum floaters on. Too. I didn't bother with the frozen mm. drinks with the rum floaters. That's like it's Eli. A, Sorry, I keep talking about Eli in this episode, yeah. but is, is, this seems like something that's going to be right up his alley yeah. because he loves the frozen drinks with the little floater. Yeah, but for those, for me, you know, that's like go go to the store, get an icy, bring it home, and throw a little rum on top. That's all it is. Yeah. So I'm with you. I'm I'm in your yeah. boat. Yeah. So I I actually did. I wanted to try the mixed drinks. I like the idea of tiki drinks. Um, unfortunately, I am huge on bourbon and uh, vodka. I was going to say, I seldomly like the taste of them, I'm yeah. realizing. And, uh, you know, I do like – I'd like a good uh, – like, Dark and I, Stormy. Yeah, I love the Dark and Stormy, especially the one over at uh, the Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that Dark and Stormy. That's about where my tastes are for tiki drinks now. I feel like as I've tried more and more, the sweetness is just really starting to yeah. be overkill. So I was pleasantly surprised with the guava rama, which was uh, Mount Gay rum, uh, and then it was also I'm assuming guava in there somewhere. Yeah, it was some guava juice, pineapple juice, and then Sprite uh, was hmm. in it too, and then one other ingredient, pasal. I can't read it. It's on my computer, and it's really too far away. Um, but yeah, it was. You can't read it either. No, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say that. Passao? Passe? Passe? I don't even know what that is. It was something. Um, so this drink, though, sorry for all that. It's terrible radio. Um, the drink, I thought it was going to be overly, overly sweet. Like yeah. Because the first two I well, had guava, before. Yeah. yeah, the first two I had before that were overly sweet. This, The Sprite just cut 
the guava and the pineapple and the rum completely off and made it refreshing and just really, really delicious. And, um, so that would be my recommendation for the, the tiki style drinks that I had. Um, and then they have their own beer that is probably uh, brewed by Florida beer company that does all their other in park beers, but this is called the volcano blossom and it is a pilsner made Mm -hmm. with three different types of tropical fruits in it so it was it it was just really it it was refreshing inside in air conditioning so i can only imagine how great it would be Um, yeah i'm excited for that yeah i think you know i am a huge fan of like grapefruit ipas uh tangerine ipas uh you know fruity ipas that kind of it balanced the bitterness with the sweetness this was done with the pilsner so uh i i think it just opens up this to a lot of people who might be a little bit afraid to try a, a specialty craft beer like that it adds in the nice fruit flavors to it but with a, a very light beer so that way you're not like oh it tastes strong yeah which you know bitterness is not does not equate to strength for people who don't know that much about beer. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. like the the more bitter it is, the stronger it is. And the more darker it is, that doesn't mean the more alcoholic it is. Those are all old wives' tales. Uh, but Those old wives making up their tales. Yes, they do, don't they? And then I'm not going to spend much time talking about the things that were just terrible. Um, What's but, the, Just tell me the worst <laughs> thing that you had. Uh, coconut curry shrimp. Why was it bad? Was the shrimp just terrible? No, the shrimp was cooked like it was supposed to. Uh, their curry that they have, they have two different types of coconut curry. They have it with shrimp. They have it with chicken. The chicken was okay um, just because, you know, the chicken, I felt like there was more flavor naturally in the chicken than there was in the shrimp. Yeah. But this curry sauce did had no thickness to it. It was basically like they poured coconut water into a bowl know. of rice with some veggies and some shrimp, and yeah. that was it. It was, it was nasty. Uh, for desserts, the guava tapioca pudding, which I actually like some tapioca. Uh, I'm not like against I like tapioca, tapioca pudding. pudding. Yeah, I like guava. Um, this just it didn't work though. I guess this is a big uh, like South American and Brazilian type dessert that they make. Mm-hmm. Just something about the guava and the tapioca together. It just like. Ugh, I still have that taste in my mouth. Oh, really? And the one drink that I deemed way too sweet to ever consume ever again was the Vol's Fire Punch. Uh, that was made with rum, uh, with uh, falernum, which is a type of like uh, orge syrup. Hmm. It's, a, it's a sweet syrup, uh, usually made with um, almonds. So, oh, for, it's in a lot of that syrup that's yeah. in a lot of tiki drinks. Yeah, yeah. So, like Kylie would be disqualified from this now; it would kill her. Um, <laughs> and then it was made with agave, pineapple juice, and Sprite, and it was well, probably the agave and the pineapple already sound like like the yeah. when it, the second you start putting that stuff in there, I feel that pain in my and throat. The, then putting the syrup into yeah. which I, I think it just I don't like when they add syrups yeah, to drinks. Just took an overload. Um, but yeah, overall, um, I was so pleasantly surprised with mm-hmm. the food. I had I had a lot of other stuff. I had they had this. They're going to have eight different flavors of ice cream, Ooh. and they'll serve them as a giant twist. A lot of people weren't happy with the twist. Oh no, an I, eight flavor ice cream twist sounds like a dream to me. If you've ever been to a Menchie's with me, you know I can't decide on the flavor, and I just get them all. I I thought it was wonderful. Uh, other highlights was the the coconut shrimp that I got to try there. Um, you just said that was terrible. No, 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 not the coconut curry shrimp. Oh, okay, coconut shrimp. You know, okay. Uh, 
the they went fried, so wrong when they added the curry fried shrimp. Okay, fried, fried shrimp okay. was great. Um, they had uh, just a just a lot. Um, they had a arugula salad that hmm. was just wonderfully uh, wonderfully tasty. Uh, the it was had nice big hunks of like uh, feta or goat cheese. One of the oh, two God, in there. Have watermelon in it. It it did had watermelon <sighs> in there, but it was still just good. Not into that. Yeah, I know. I know. You're I don't not. like to make my fruits and vegetables together. Yeah, but uh, they belong together. Well, I'm sorry. I thought it worked well. I think Volcano Bay, regardless of what your views are on, is it, stop calling it a theme park because it's a water park. Are the rides going to be innovative? Is everything going to work out with Virtual Line? Who cares about that stuff? I think the one reason right now that I'm excited to go is to have more of this food. So, oh, well, that excites me right there alone. So good. I like good food. I'm glad it excites you because it excites me too, and I hope it excited all of you out there. I know this wasn't the most uh, uh, of normal shows. Um, it's just that I felt obliged to tell people about my experience. I had a bunch of people asking uh, what it was actually like, what we covered there, and um, the the short answer was besides Volcano Bay food. Not a whole lot of stuff. So I'm sorry that it wasn't more intriguing, but don't blame me. I'm just the messenger. But thank you guys for sitting here watching, listening to it, hearing some of our thoughts on it. Um, and thank you, Rhino, for sitting here and amusing me with this, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course, head over to disunplug.com for uh, our show notes page where you can find links to everything we discussed in this episode, uh, plus so much more on every other show that we have here on the Disunplugged Podcast Network. Uh, make sure you're liking us uh, on Facebook and following us on Twitter. Make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes as well as YouTube, and you are leaving all types of feedback. The more positive, the better, but you know what? We love laughing at the bad ones, too, except for I know. I don't think he's even looking at comments anymore. I, they've broken he's, me. Yeah, he's broken. broken me. <laughs> so, hey, you know, it's you, you look at celebrities, and the first things they say, they admit they don't look at their feedback. So, otherwise, you start getting those. Let's Joey, Janet Jackson. Then you're just singing the song. You start getting the Joey feedback. Tribbiani reviews, where you just you, you can't bother looking. So, uh, just keep leaving them anyways. We'll watch. Thank you guys so much again. Um, we ran out of time for resolutions, obviously. Oh, but we will be back again next week for another episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Bye.